This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, it's Mike Hawk. Want more Men's Room content? Follow the Men's Room page of the Odyssey app and check out my live stream, A Moment with Mike Hawk, and nothing in particular with Steve the Thrill Hill. Going live Thursdays and Fridays at 1, exclusively on the Men's Room page of the Odyssey app. George Man came a foul of deputies when they said he got high on mushrooms. Put on a chicken suit and became disorderly. Ah! Sheriff Howard Sill said that on November 19th, a woman called to report that her ex-boyfriend had basically gone nuts on mushrooms and was beating on passing by cars and screaming and hollering at them. So officers respond to the neighborhood where they find 47-year-old Jason Pinch walking through the neighborhood, pounding vehicles with his fists. He was wearing what officers described as a yellow onesie-style pajama outfit meant to resemble a chicken. Pinch continued to beat on passing cars and even the patrol car. Officers called an ambulance and tried to arrest Pinch. Well, according to the officer, Pinch repeatedly asked deputies if they were real and if he, too, was real. After he was taken into custody, he continued to ask officers, are you real? And if he was at that time just laying on the hammock in his home. Officers were able to stun him with a taser. He was arrested on charges of disorderly conduct and misdemeanor obstruction of a peace officer. He has since been released on bond. Did you read the cops quote at the very end? Why the chicken suit? Unfortunately, that would have been the question that I asked. He Why said, am I wearing a chicken suit? <laughs> question, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Does that make it better somehow? I feel like, you know, I'm driving down the road with her, or I'm stopped at a light. Some guy comes out and beats on the hood of my car. I'm pissed off. Same scenario, the guy's wearing a chicken suit. Well, it's it, not that I'm it, okay no. with it, but somehow I feel like I'm slightly less angry. It explains, it explains yeah. his mental state. That's what I mean. So right if someone's go? just randomly beating on your car, you're like, who is this guy? Why is he mad at me? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I do, do I know this man? Is he my neighbor? Is he right. just some idiot walking down the street? But a guy in a chicken suit, you go, oh, look at this guy. Okay. I understand I mean, what's just, happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy's wild. Right. What uh, what in the hell happened to your car, 206-803-ROCK? Hello, Lisa. Welcome to the men's room. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, yeah. Doing great. <laughs> I had a 70 Mustang that I was taking to a car show, and I got a steering wheel for it. And when they hooked it up, they hooked it up backwards. And so every time I turned the wheel, the horn would honk. <laughs> And when I finally stopped, the steering wheel was on fire. So the only way to put it out was by throwing a cup of coffee on it. <laughs> Your steering wheel was on fire? Yeah, 
Yes, it caught fire from the wires being crossed. <laughs> I'm going to assume that the mechanic repairs all this on the house. <laughs> Absolutely, he was my dad. Uh -huh. Oh, oh man. man. Come on, dude. And you're taking this yeah. to a car show? So I was taking it to a car show. I was up all night detailing it. It was beautiful. And had coffee dumped all over the interior to get the fire out. <laughs> now, is that, is, that, is that car completely cherry? The interior, the exterior, the whole thing, the engine? Oh, it was beautiful, yes. It was uh, a rusty red. <laughs> I'll be damned. And did you make it to the car show? Yes, I did. And I did. I did got people have questions place. about the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. It, um, I ended up getting the factory one and putting it back on. <laughs> okay. Did you end up, uh, well, as I was going to say, is it original? Is it a cherry? Or do you have like a blop on stereo in there or something? Or did you, did you keep it? Uh, oh, it, it was, they considered it um, not stock. So, but it only had a 302 in it. So, okay. it wasn't, uh, I'd like to have one with the Cobra jet in it, but you know. <laughs> Whatever, what happened to the car? Because you keep saying it was, it was. So, what happened to the 70 oh, Mustang? I sold, I, I sold it. I sold it. I had kids and decided it was time to sell it, and I wish I still had it. See, that's yeah. the thing, okay. man. Keep the car in the garage. The kids will get older. Right? Keep that stuff. <laughs> what, uh, what What do you drive now? Right now, I have a 2015 Challenger. Oh, all right. Okay. okay. Right. So you like yeah. a little power under your butt is what I'm getting yes, out of you. Absolutely. Now, horsepower, please. How would the kids describe your driving? They say I'm a little aggressive. I like you. So you're very aggressive. I That's, like you. It doesn't shock me. I appreciate that. Don't worry. My kids say the same thing about Thank my you. wife. They're just like, dude, you should. my kids, every cuss word they know, they've learned from my wife while she is driving. Yeah. Because I make it a point, right? I make it a point. And I cuss my face off. But at home, around the kids, I just don't cuss. Because to me, that's your trump card when you need to let them know you're really mad. You know what I mean? So yes. Yeah. I just don't totally. do it. And that way, you don't have to yell. You can keep the same tone of voice, and you drop one cuss word in there, whatever it might be, and they, you see the change in their face. They understand, okay, he's deadly serious about this, and things get done. My wife cusses so much in the car. I mean, it's like, baby, it, it doesn't matter anymore. You know what I mean? And, and they know, like, do not cuss around me. That's what I tell the kids. I know you know words. I don't care what you say with your friends. Doesn't matter. If I'm around, don't cuss. And they play, like, their dumbass video games, and when they're playing the video games, you know, they're they're FaceTiming and they're talking to each other on the headsets. And anytime I walk into my son's room, he will announce to all of his friends, Dad's here! And I'll, hey, Mr. Steve. And it's like, I know you guys were saying, I, I can hear you in the living room. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? But now that you know I'm present, I appreciate that you drop it. But man, I will get home and my son, he'll ask my permission like, Dad, Mom picked us up from school today? Yeah. And we got stuck behind a school bus and this kid was having a hard time getting off. I go, okay. <laughs> Can I, can I tell you what mom said? I'm like, once. And I mean, when he's done, I'm like, oh my God, man. Like, Plus, you let him play golf with Miles. So I know he's heard a lot of. Ooh, that was oh, a no, choice. That was a, that was he a came fun home, day. and this is so. Oh, come on. My kid he gets home from golf. <laughs> come on. I said, it was a wonderful day. How was golf with Mr. Miles? He goes, oh, it was fun. Mr. Miles cusses a lot. <laughs> On the golf course, yes. yes. Miles, you cuss in general. Right. Yes. If you're happy, if you like something, the amount of If you're awake. Yeah. yeah, especially if you cook something that you think you have done a good job with, which, again, you're, you're a very good cook, but you will come in here, and it's at least 10 F-bombs to describe how good it was. There's a reason you don't write, like, restaurant descriptions. 
Nah. This effing burger is so effing good. I don't get on It'll y'all. melt in your effing mouth, you effing son of a <laughs> Go see these mother. Nailed it. <laughs> Tell Miles sent you. We can't call it the mother effer burger, Miles. We're going to dial it back. Say the big barbecue burger. How about that? If you ever open a bar, that's what you should do. Mother effers. Yeah. Mother, or just like have the <laughs> right. MF and burger. Right. With MF like, and fries. Good, right. Good F and fries. The F you stew. Bitch ass boneless chicken wings. <laughs> or the F you blue burger. And every server lays the plate down. Look at this MF right here. Uh, right? And they're like pumped. And who are the double MF? Right? We got a bucket F and beer. Uh, <laughs> everything just says MF. Right. right. Everything on your menu has an F and Who wants an F and shot? Sponsored by F and vodka. Tonight's special is the sea sucking burger. We've kicked it up a notch. Right. Can I bring my kids? That's your F and choice. You can. Right? We don't mind. You're welcome here till nine. Even the kids menu like mother effing apple slices <laughs> pictures on the menu with the caption saying look at that s yeah, yeah. do you want some secret goo sauce <laughs> what uh what in the hell happened to your car 206-803 hello eric welcome to the men's room hola hola so uh what what happened to my car was mind you i uh, I don't drive it right now. I actually can anymore, but it's a uh, old 1990 Subaru Legacy. I can point at any part of the car, and you'll find something wrong with it. It's a, it's a <laughs> piece of junk. But uh, unfortunately, last month it was uh, stolen, and uh, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh man, that this car is going to kill somebody. Why would why would they steal that that piece of crap?" You know. And uh, the next day, they, the police found it, recovered it, and I finally get it back home from the, the tow place. And it's, it's covered, like the inside, the, the people who stole it drew flowers on everything. <laughs> what? That's a very Seattle crime. That is. It, you, you say that's Seattle, but it was up in Cedro Woolley. Well, oh, Cedro Woolley, yeah. Oh, our general area. So yeah. is that all they did to it was draw flowers on it? Uh, fortunately, I mean, they ran out of gas, but, uh, they left like drug paraphernalia, trash, uh, fortunately for me though, and unfortunately for them, they left a piece of paper in the car that said dad's new phone number oh with God. their dad's new phone number in it. So, uh, I got to call him and talk to him about that. What is that conversation like? Like, how do you broach that time? He picks up the phone. He says, Hello. Uh, basically, I was like, hey, uh, I found your number in my car, but it's a little weird. I found your phone number in my stolen car, and it says Dad's new number on it. And I'm like, you know uh, anyone who would paint flowers in my car? And he's, he's just like, you know, the general tough dad sort of like, no, my kids would never do such a thing. I'm like, well, there's candy, there's soda, there's like painted broken nails like you go to like a nail salon and get bedazzled nails they've broken those in the car and he, like flower, like it had to have been a bunch of teenage girls who stole it it sounds like it mm. what kind of drug pal for there just like weed stuff uh just a bunch of butane torches and just oh. tarry stuff everywhere okay then i would tell the father this okay look i know you're gonna defend your kid and I, i'm not saying they did it but they left your number here but just on a side note your kid is doing drugs. I don't, I, say, I don't want to say they copped to that okay, but they were doing these drugs yeah. in the car. So and, Dad, I'm giving your number uh, to the police. Yeah. So you, you yeah. either deal with the kids or deal with the cops because one of the two is going to happen. What did you do? Did you give the number to the cops? or? Uh, yeah, I ended up doing that. And I guess there's no follow-up for you on that, right? No, no, they didn't, they didn't hit me up for anything. Um, 
it, I just got my car back and it, it runs, but it's still missing its license plates, which is funny. They, they took, they took the license plates off the car. They took a piece of paper from my glove box and drew up a fake license plate and taped it to the back of the car. That'll fool them. Huh? Yeah. All right. They put a lot of effort into a really bad job. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> you know, I was saying this to Miles earlier. Like, you apply for a job, all right? And hopefully you are qualified for the job. Or they believe that after maybe a month on the job, you'll be trained up to the point that you're useful to them. And I, I know you don't, like, apply to be a criminal. But we're saying one of the stories we have today is that these guys pistol whipped a dude to steal his Porsche. Three of them. And none of them know how to drive a stick. And it's like, look... If you're going to take the time to pistol whip someone, like you actually abuse them physically for their piece of property, at least be qualified to do it. Correct. You know, I don't know what the registry would be. Like with these kids, like, okay, you stole the car. Get it. But this as a general thing, to prove you're competent, don't leave so much evidence behind, including your dad's new phone number and fingernails and your drug paraphernalia. That's all. I mean, I don't know how you qualify it. I'm not encouraging you to be a criminal, but just for the human race in general, when you're stupid, we all look bad. Bethesda, Maryland was the location for that one, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. What, uh, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Daniel. Welcome to the restaurant. The restaurant. Oh. <laughs> Hola. Hola. Just want to say congratulations over 4,000 plus shows. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate After listening it. to the uh, great story never told, I don't know how you guys did that, but right on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're still here. Like I said, a lot of the stories will not be told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, I guess that's a secret. Yes. So, um, I was 15 at the time, living in eastern Washington, Yakima. You know, not much to do, so I figure, hey, I'm going to go pick up my girlfriend. We're going to smoke some weed and go visit my buddy. So I drive over. I got a, like an 80s model a Toyota Corolla, small thing, piece of junk, but it drives. So I go pick her up. And at this point, I've never seen her drive, but I asked her, hey, you can drive, right? Because I, I want to roll up in the blunt while we drive over to my buddy's house. And so she's like, oh, yeah, I can drive. I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, I drive, I hop in passenger. She drives in the, drives in the driver's seat and um, take off. You know, she pulls out from the parking lot behind. We're on the main street by everything's going good. And we're on the main road, and we're doing like 3540 because it's the main road. Um, we're about to hit a residential block. I'm like, hey, uh, we're going to take a right here pretty soon. She said, okay. Still doing 3540. I'm like, hey, it's coming up. You know, I'm thinking she's slowing down, but she's not slowing down. And there's the right, and I'm like, it's right here. Thinking to myself, oh, it's fine. She'll just pass the block. You know, we'll turn the block around. But no, she turns the wheel full right, doing 40 miles an hour. (laughs) And we, and I, luckily we didn't roll over. I thought we were about to roll over, but I felt the car tip. But we take that right turn, and we're drifting. So the, uh, after we take that right turn, the, the left two tires hit the curb. And then bounces us towards like the houses, and she panics. Let's go of the wheel, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" I grab the e-brake, I pull it, and you know, now we're in the front lawn of someone's house. I, we unlocked over the fence. Luckily, the e-brake did its job. We stopped like a foot away from the house, right? And I look at her. I'm like, "Back up," you know. So in the panic, she grabs it, she's in reverse. We get back on the main street, you know, or the residential street, and the homeowner opens the door. Looks left, looks right, because they heard a ruckus, but doesn't doesn't look down. It was, it was funny. Looks left, looks right, doesn't see the tire marks, closes the door again, you know. And now I told her, drive straight, and, you know, and as she's driving straight, the car is going, do-do, 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 you know. That I'm not sure what's wrong, my, my rim stand or what. 
And uh, we turn the corner and I told her, get out. <laughs> and so we swap. I get back in the driver's seat. I drive it home. I hear sirens. I don't know if it's for me or what's going on. So I just, you know, keep driving away. Get back to my dad's house at the time. Put a tarp over the car because I think I just committed a crime or something. <laughs> and uh, so hey, we never talk about this. I'll figure out how to fix this car. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad because I was waiting for you to mention the part where you got behind the wheel again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was something else. And uh, luckily, I had a blunt to like, relieve my stress, you know, because that was much needed. I was, I was in a straight panic for that moment. Yeah, never, never let anyone drive your car at fifteen. I don't care. I man, just don't let it, like my kids. No, <coughs> you have your own car. Right. I want to take yours. No, no, absolutely not. I had friends let me drive their car. I bet friends let me drive well, the car. Well, more my, like road trips. Situational. Right. Yes. You're not going to yes. drive. Yes. Exactly. I am tired. I'm talking about. Please my, give my me daughter, a hundred. Can I take your car out tonight? No. No. My my no. father never. No. It wasn't even no. a consideration. No. He was like. You're effing with me right now, aren't you? Like, well, no, that man, we're going like two miles to the Seven Eleven. So like, then walk. Yeah. Ask your mother. You are not driving. He won't let my, my mother drive. My, my his daughter car. destroyed her stepdad's car. So I'm like, no way. No, 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 no. no. Absolutely not, man. And it was brand new. What in the hell happened oh. to your car? Two oh six eight oh three. Right. Why did he let her drive it? The I, idea of buying I didn't a tell brand new car, it, dude. It doesn't matter. Just maybe it's just a parent thing, but like, I just bought a new car. Kids driving age, clean driving record, right. 18 years old. Dad, that's a badass car. Know, sure is, son. A, a, Can I take it out? Absolutely freaking not. It's an electric uh, It's electric vehicle. If anybody drives an electric vehicle, I have never personally driven one before, but from what I understand, the it's different. The acceleration is, is a lot different as far as yes. being very touchy. So you have to kind of right. understand how You that. shoot forward real quick. Remember, who was the guy that owned the Rivian? It was some celebrity a couple weeks ago, like drove into a, a store or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and... If you've never driven an electric vehicle, even if it's something as crappy as a Prius, just when you hit the accelerator, it goes, man. Like this thing. Think about have you ever been in a, just like a Tesla in the Uber? Oh, yeah. Watch them. If they got to get on I-5, right? And like anyone, you're trying to merge and you're making decisions about what you want to do. I don't even know if they look in the mirror. I mean, they just hit that accelerator, mm -hmm. dude, and you are and You gone. basically don't have to in those Teslas, man. It's got all that screen right in front of you telling where the cars are. That, I give credit to that screen. It blows my mind. that Not only does it let you know there's a vehicle next to it. Like my window will tell me there's a vehicle next to you. Great. I can see that. It's a window. That Tesla tells you what's in front of you, what's behind you, what's beside But it, it nails the vehicle. If it's a box truck. Chose a box truck. If it's like a Volkswagen Beetle, it looks like a Volkswagen Beetle. It's if it's a sedan, that thing is unbelievable. Well, the thing is, too, I told you, like, uh, <clears throat> what was it, like the day? I don't know. Somewhere around my dad's funeral, my brother and I, like, we have his car. We're like, just doing little things, like taking back cable box, blah, blah, blah. But my brother's very used to, a couple years ago, he had a nice SUV, having cameras and everything. <laughs> and we're backing out. There's another car backing out of their spot, and we hit each other. So we're like, you gotta be kidding me! So we hop out. Luckily, that guy's like, ah, this is older car. It doesn't have a camera. Like, I'm, I'm good. And we're like, yeah, we're good. Cool. But it was the same thing. You just get used to those cameras. You really mm -hmm. do, man. What the, what in the hell happened to your car? Two hundred six eight hundred three rock. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, Madafters. <laughs> Hola. Well, 
it all started, I was a big practical joker, loved to post up and scare people, and I got into a big rival with my brother's girlfriend, and one day she decided to put some fish heads under the passenger seat of my car. Now, it was the middle of summer, my windows did not roll down in this car, and at the day when she did it, I happened to take the work, ho- work truck home for a couple of days, so these fish heads sat under the passenger seat of my car, they leaked out of the bag, got their juices all mm. into the floor, and I get back into my truck three days later, started up, and I literally had to open the door and almost threw up. It was so bad. How did you get her and back? I, man, I still tell her I owe her. I've tried <laughs> okay, to so get her back, and I don't feel, I don't feel satisfied with the things that I've done to get her back yet. So to this day, I still remind her that I still owe her. Well, that's fair, man. That is fair. That's yeah, uh, but I did. I did a. I was driving a tow truck at the time, and a couple of weeks later, I saw her car sitting in a parking lot, and I swooped up, I towed it, I pulled it around the block. She thought someone stole it, and I let her sweat for a good twenty-four hours. <laughs> That's always yeah, a fun right, one. Yeah. Yeah. That is a yeah. fun one, man. Like, yeah, I guess somebody stole it. Our question, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. We have uh, 10 musical acts coming up that are not good, not bad. They're just boring. Darren Daly joins us for Sit and Spin right after emails on our question, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, guys. Hola. So the wife and I decided to take our four kids and a minivan cross-country and made it about as far as Illinois before we ran into some problems. The kids. We had to take, we had to take back roads to get to back to the interstate to head on to Kentucky. And these... These, uh, this uncle of hers always talked about this, this road that had a, a small slope of a hill that you could go pretty fast on and kind of give yourself some weird feelings in the stomach, and I thought that would be great for the kids. Well, I guess I ended up going just a little bit too fast because we launched that van. <laughs> okay. 
And when I say we launched it, I mean we got air. And when we landed, it was so strong that the weight of the motor crushed the oil pan underneath of it. Oh, damn, man. So I drove it a little bit further, just kind of diagnosing, making sure everything is fine. First, we had a little shutter. Then the in-check engine light came on. And I knew that we had some problems. Ended up getting it towed to a dealership where they said that the motor was done, the radiator was done, and the oil pan was done. Ended up being about ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand for by all paid for by insurance with a thousand dollar deductible. Damn. Now let me guess, and I'm just I'm equating this to my own life. You catch air in a minivan, and like you said, stomach drops for a second. I'm assuming the kids thought it was awesome. They did. They got a little whiplash, and they complained and cried a little bit, but well, we got through it. But did you finally make it? Did you did you finally make it to Kentucky? Yeah, we did. We actually uh, got the, a rental paid for by the insurance and stayed in Kentucky for about a month while the this little town in Illinois was uh, finally removing and replacing the engine for us. Had to procure the part and everything else, and I'm sure they didn't really have a lot of experience changing out motors. You wanted to do a cross-country trip, and you had to spend a month in Kentucky? Yeah, but that's home for me, so we, we, were, we were happy ah, with that. Okay. What, what, uh, right. what, what town do you live in? Louisville. Louisville. All right. All so right. You, you said you had, to, you had to go a long way across Kentucky. What's that? I said you had to go a pretty good long way across Kentucky from where you were. Yeah, it was a couple hours. Okay. So how old were your kids uh, when you made this decision to do the cross-country trip? Well, we had a, uh, I think, a, a 16-year-old at the time, a 14-year-old, a, a 6-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Who complained the most? I think the youngest one was complaining. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, dude, I was just there, and just south of there, there was a, a train derailment over Thanksgiving. So everybody's cooking Thanksgiving. Yeah, there stuff. was. And I can't remember what they called but it. I, I, molten something, rather. Molten sulfur. Molten sulfur that caught mm. on fire. So they were evacuating all the towns where people it had turned safe. Where people had yeah. turkeys in the oven. Yeah, it was, oh. a, it was a breaking news on all the TV stations. Like, everybody, like, get the hell out. And then like, what did you say? Like, the next day, the jet stream changed direction. Oh, yeah. So they had to evacuate the a different town. It would depend on which way the wind blew because they couldn't get in there and put the damn thing out because it's molten sulfur. And I guess you can't breathe it. You can't be near it. You got to get the hell away. So all these <laughs> you just have to let it burn. All these people like take, grabbing turkeys that are halfway done in the oven, throw them in the car, and try to find someone else to go to and eat. I mean, I feel like Jesus. if I got a sulfur warning, I'd heat it. Sure. If I was in the middle of cooking Thanksgiving dinner. I know. Well, that's where these people were at, man. They're I know. That's, like, what I'm saying. Yeah. that's a tough one. Going to need you to leave. What, uh, what the hell happened to your car? 206-803. Right? Have you seen the breaking news today? What's that? The wind, uh, the wind claimed another victim. What's that? National Christmas tree at D.C. fell over. Are you kidding? <laughs> I guess they had already decorated it. Oh. So I was just watching a clip from a D.C. station, and they're like, they don't know if they can get it back up. They don't know if they can redecorate it. Like decorations at all. Right. I shouldn't be smiling. I don't know why I find that funny. Like, and right when I was a kid, like our choir would go down there and sing. Like yeah, if you're ever deal. in DC, go see the National Christmas tree. And they have trees from every state. It's awesome. But I, I'm with you. I'm just dying laughing. Like, huh, that SOB fell over. <laughs> what uh, what the hell happened to your car? 206 803 Rock. Hello, Justin. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Uh, so this one goes back uh, my senior year. Uh, we had this uh, thing called Late Arrival Wednesday, which was just for the teachers or whatever to get get together, work on stuff. For us kids, it was sleep in. And for me, it was go see my girlfriend because both our parents worked. Yeah. So I 
snuck over there one day and uh, I remember I'm hopping out of my truck and I left everything in my center console because I didn't need it. And as I'm locking, you know, shutting the door, I realized it was locked. I didn't have my keys. Anyways, I go inside to deal with the thing at hand and come back out and my keys are locked in. I'm in her driveway and her parents are going to be home in like an hour. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I remember I called my uncle thinking that he might have some information on how to break into a vehicle for me. Your uncle. I know exactly who to call. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, I told him the situation. He kind of laughed, and he said, I'm not laughing to make funny. He's like, I've been in something similar. He's like, I suggest getting a big rock and eating it. That's what I was going to say. Smash that window until your, your parents, someone broke into your car. Exactly what I did. So I, <laughs> I smashed the window with a rock and uh, told my dad, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I parked at school, came out to my truck after after school, and I had a rock through the window. And he was nice enough to go buy me a window and replace it for me. <laughs> Have you ever and told him the truth of that story? I did. I, I finally told him the truth years later. Yeah, I know you wait. It's not like you told him the next day. All right, I got so, a question. For now, that. did he laugh about it, or was he like, you son of a bitch? <laughs> uh, he laughed about it. Okay. All right. All right. So I got to ask you guys personally. All right. Ted, this happens to your car. You're in a similar situation. You need to get into your car. You need to break into your car. What friend do you call? Oh, me, Castle. Brian Castle. In a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, good call. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, like, dude, dude, how do I get into this thing? Because he might have an idea. He wouldn't, might have an idea. He'd be like, give me 10 minutes. Let me get dressed. I'll, I'll come over. <laughs> I will break into your car for you. Didn't he hotwire a bus? No, we were going, <sighs> we, long story short, <laughs> we, he and I were kind of done with the night. Everyone else was like super, super drunk. And I was coming from me and Castle. You can imagine how bad it was. They're on the ground outside of an establishment, like fist fighting, but just like play fighting. But it's, and we were just ready to go. And we were outside smoking. We had called an Uber, but we were like in rural Portland, man. I don't even know exactly where we were, what direction we were from the city, but kind of the middle of nowhere. We are very, very, very ready to go. And uh, we managed to kind of wrangle the guys outside. And this Uber's just not showing up. And we're starting to get pissed. It's been over an hour. But obviously someone else was having a bachelor party or bachelorette party because across the street in this big-ass parking lot was this yellow, what was called the stick of butter, right? One of those the standard school bus. And so Kelsey goes, look, man. I'm not bragging or anything, but, you know, during my teen years, not bragging. we used to uh, steal cars, get money for them, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm thinking about putting my, my skills to use. And I said, listen, let's just hotwire the goddamn bus. Because seriously, we're just ready to leave. We'll hotwire the bus. We will drive it over the bridge. We will drop it off in a parking lot in downtown Portland. You know, we're not trying to keep this thing. We'll wrangle the guys, get them back to the hotel. I'm not making this up. We got to the point where we started walking across the street to go pull off the, and look, I know it's illegal, but sometimes you just hit your limit with your patience, you know? Like, I don't care that this is illegal. Let's go do this thing. And we started walking across the street. Jeez, it sounds so bad saying it out loud. To steal a bus, and the Uber shows up. And we were like, cool. And we piled oh, everyone cool. in. And then we, but seriously, man, it was like almost an hour and a half before this thing showed up. So at the hour mark, that's when we're like, should we do it? And we're like, no. Because we're adults, we're going to go to jail, right? Sure. And then, you know, 10 minutes into that, like... Yeah, but it's maybe a 20-minute ride, and there's enough of us on here that even if I'm a cop driving by, if it has not been reported stolen yet, it just looks like a bachelor party, which it is, on a rented bus, right? There's nothing about it that would look suspicious, 
until they call him. So I'm like, we're trying to hedge our bets that we can get this thing back to downtown Portland, get off the bus, go back to the hotel, and leave it in good condition, you know, before the cops realize this thing's been stolen. And we finally agreed that that more than likely, that's going to be how it plays out. So we were like, F it, let's just steal the damn bus just because we're tired of waiting for the Uber. And then Uber showed up and we're like, cool, cool, cool. What the, what the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROD. That happens on bachelor parties. Yeah, I mean, it's Like, just, I know somebody else yeah. that has a similar story in, like, was it Lake Tahoe or something? And I don't know what side of the lake they're on. It's not very populated. But they do it. Oh, they, they did They walked out of the bar and the one guy's like, let's ride. They drive back to the house. Now, obviously, the so next... Wait, they stole a bus or whatever vehicle. Yeah, it was like a party bus. And they were just like, let's ride. And, like, as they're getting there, a couple of them are like, did you just steal this? And he's like, yeah. But then the next morning, like, obviously, yeah. they're, like, freaking out. So well, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. you can't park it in the place you're going to go. That's why Correct. we agreed, look, man, we'll park it, like, in the corner of downtown. We can make the trek on foot through the rest of downtown. You know, that that was the whole thing. We're not going to park this thing, like, where we're actually staying. Well, and they were in an area of the, of Tahoe that right, was, like, not. a small town, kind of small townish. There's only yeah. a few bars. So, basically, you're right. They parked it, like, a block and a half away, left the keys in it. And the next day by noon, hopefully the right owners came and found him, but it was gone. But they never got in trouble, right? <sighs> no, oh, they didn't. What do you mean, a fort? No good, that's good. I guess, but it sets a bad precedent. It does. <laughs> I'm not encouraging anyone you to do totally this. You could totally get away with it. When they told me this story, my first reaction was, I made the right decision not going with you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying you do it. I'm just saying, like, our patience had just gotten to the point where it's like, we're going to steal a damn bus. What the, what the hell happened to your car? 206-803, yeah, Sometimes you go out for a steak and you end up way far outside of town. That's what happens. Yeah, for a steak. <laughs> Hello, Jay. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, Menzola. Hola. So when I was a teenager, do you, do you remember the days when we had cameras and you could take your camera, you could take your film to be developed at those little kiosks? Yeah, a little photo mat kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I worked in one of those in high school. How many new and, pictures uh, did you see? Uh, oh, I never looked. Mm, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I wouldn't either. That was always the code. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, my dad had an MGB, you know, a little two-seater sports car. Yep. It's a wonderful little sports car. And when I proved myself responsible enough, he let me drive it around. And, and he let me have it like a week at a time. But he would not let me drive it to school. Now, I worked in one of these little photo mat places after school, so I would go home and then grab the car and go to work. And one day I was a little late on my way to work, and I parked the car, and I hopped out because it was, you know, convertible, top was down. And I hopped out, and I ran into work, and I did my five-hour shift, and I came back out, and the car was still running. Oh, my God, dude. The thing, the thing about it is those are air-cooled engines. Right. They need to have you know, air going across them in order to keep functioning. I pretty much melted the thing down. It, it would barely move. I tried to back it out of the parking place. And I was just going to take it to a gas station about a block away, but I couldn't even do that. I had to push it. As a, the uh, nice thing is that's probably one of the easiest cars to push. Yeah, yeah, it really is because they're very small, very light. Mm -hmm. And they were easy to start, too. I used to, before he knew I was driving it, I snuck out of the garage. I had a paper route, so at 3, 4 in the morning when I was getting ready to throw my morning papers, um, I'd sneak it out of the garage and push it down the street and and then uh, pop the clutch out and it would start right up. Oh, yeah. So what yeah, is your so father's response to this? 
you know, he was really cool about it. He didn't let me drive it anymore. He just said, if you want to have a nice, fancy car to burn up, you go buy your own. That's and, fair. And I did. I bought a, mm-hmm. I bought a Dodge Challenger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> nice. I mean, I guess as a father, like, you're disappointed to a degree, but you go, you're an idiot because you left it running. But at least it's because you were at work. But it's kind of comical to watch that situation where you got one guy pushing with the door open on the passenger side. So and one, the driver's pushing. You're pushing somewhere. You're trying to run with a car. And then all of a sudden you got to jump in. And once it goes, yeah. you're like, oh, God. So my buddy Alex for a while had a 69 or 70 Cadillac convertible. All right. I That thing. Pushing it. It, it would die all the time. Like you could. Like I feel confident with three, two or three people pushing a car. You could not push that thing. I'm saying it's a it was so heavy. <laughs> I mean, right? Like one time it died at the beach, and I mean we were like it's Ocean City, so it's pretty flat. It's flat, yeah. And there's like one little bump to get out, and I was like, we we had to stand there and wait for people to be like, we'll help you. How many guys did it take to push it over the little incline? I think it took four of us. Damn, and th- that's it's a heavy truck. Yes, it is. Plus, it was weird whenever he parked that thing. With the top up, and then he had like nice uh, spoke uh, wheels on yeah. it. There would always be hand notes like, hey man, if you ever try to sell this, let me know. And you did the right action. <laughs> right. But if the top was down, it'd be like, oh, I really like that car. Mm-hmm. Do you think ever think about selling it? <laughs> so it was like the top up, it was like one one version, the top down was different. <laughs> what, uh, what the hell happened to your car? 206 803 Rock. Dude, they left notes on his car constantly. I said, you got the voice right. You don't have to see the person. Like, hey man. <laughs> Hello, Randy. Welcome to the men's room. Liquor and horse. No. Liquor and hola. Hey, gentlemen, I'll paint a quick picture here for you. It's 1990. I just finished my uh, senior year in high school. I'm about two weeks from going in the Army, and me and uh, a couple of buddies are out, you know, trying to celebrate with some extracurricular activities. It's about 1.30 in the evening, on, uh, in the middle of the night, on, on a Friday night, and we're on some back dirt gravel roads going way too fast and my uh i had a 78 ford granada four door just pos and we're doing way too fast on this dirt road michael uh, with the minivan kind of stole a little bit of my launch thunder but we hit this hill top and uh only way i can paint the picture is is uh Duke to Hazard with, without the, it being a river. It's just a roller coaster drop off. And so I'm guessing 30, 40 yards before that thing came down out of the atmosphere and slammed down on this dirt road. Well, one of my buddies was uh, sitting in the middle where there was no middle seat. There was just the, the T-bar uh, transmission stick, right? Right. And when we hit the ground, he slammed that transmission into park and we went sideways for a while and of course Ooh. you know the uh the radiator hose is busted and the transmission is now shot uh so the car is absolutely toast it didn't go into the ditch or anything but you know slid for a way sideways and uh the car is just inoperable in the middle of the road and again it's like 1 30 a.m and we walk about a half mile to the, to the farmhouse and and think that it's a good idea that we can just go knock on someone's door that might be able to get us a, a tow home and uh, a very distinctive sound uh, if you grew up in a country uh, i guess no matter where you're at you'll think that it's a very distinctive sound when the guy came to the door and uh asked what we wanted and i, I said we wanted to ask him something and that distinctive sound was him uh, loading a, a, a the, the shotgun, just a, yeah, that mm-hmm. one right there. 
And uh, but the guy ended up being super nice. Uh, went and hooked us up. Uh, Told me home, probably three miles away from there. And uh, but man, anytime I, I run into those guys, I'm 50 now. And anytime I run into those guys or talk to them on Facebook and say, "Hey, I got a story for you," it's, it's always the same thing. It's that catchphrase of, "Well, go ahead on then," because that's what that guy said when he loaded that shotgun shell. <laughs> go ahead on then. Yeah, man. I'm saying once you said you walked into a farmhouse at 1:30 in the morning, that's like, all you got. That's the sound mm-hmm. you're gonna hear. Um, I mean, I isn't look- that like one of the beauties of having a 12 <clears throat> gauge shotgun? Just the sound, right? Just it's leaning up, but it's always leaning up against the front door. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most homes. And it's just sitting right, right there. there. That way, in case if you need to walk out and shoot a possum or whatever the hell, it's just right there. Uh, by the way, somebody here says, uh, I hit a peacock once at 80 miles an hour. It looked like I'd hit a bowling ball. Also, it was on a road perpendicular to Peacock Hill Road. So aptly named. Huh. I've never heard anyone hitting a peacock. I'll be damned. Yeah. Then he got banned for watching NBC. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what in the hell happened to your car? 206-803-ROCK. Ironically enough, I'm wearing a peacock shirt. <laughs> you are. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Congratulations on 4,000-plus episodes. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Okay. So, this is, I'm, it's kind of a longer story, but I'm going to try and keep it a little bit short. So... My car got stolen, right? Um, this was like 2021 when like cars were just all the rage for getting stolen. I know they still are, but it seems like that year was really bad for it. Anywho, so I go out and I'm like, where's my car, obviously. Um, so I call the cops. They say they can't really do much for me. They'll just, you know, put out HPB and, you know, that's all they can really do for me. So I call my buddies and we all start looking for my car. I live on the KP, kind of a small area. So I was like, I know it's out here. The question is where? So we're going and we're looking for it. And within the first half hour of looking, we spot my car. So I get on the phone with 911 as they're sitting in the gas station going to get gas. And I'm on my phone and then all of a sudden I don't hear the operator anymore and I was like why can't I hear the operator then I look at my phone and my phone connected to my bluetooth inside my car <laughs> while the dude's sitting in it oh no yeah so that was kind of an interesting moment because he got in and got out of there quick he got enough fuel to just get him back to where he was going to so did you follow him? Yeah, we ended up following him. Um, I had my girlfriend and her friend in the car, and I didn't really want to go too far into it. So by the time he started doing loops, I was like, okay, he knows we're doing Ring Around the Rosie. I was like, stop, let him go. We know the general vicinity he's in. Cops are already on their way, so we can give him our statement. And, you know, that's kind of how that one played out. When did you get the car back? Yeah, about three days later. Actually, that's another interesting story. So they were on a rampage, these people, stealing vehicles. They stole, I think, three trucks, two cars, and a trailer. And two guys knew who stole their vehicle, so they actually went up there with firearms, held them at gunpoint, hogtied them, and had them show the cops everything they had stolen. Damn. Damn. That's, that's That'll justice. get it done. Okay. 
Lovely Taryn Daly coming up. We're going to sit and spin. We've got 10 musical acts that are not good. They're not bad. They are just boring. That's coming up next with your emails. The men's room at KISW.com next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 